He was charming and suave. No one had reason to suspect a thing. He loved the duality. He loved having more than one life. More lives made him feel more alive. A little after 10 o'clock, he thrust himself into the night, armed with the blade. Tonight's strike took a little longer. The weather had warmed, more spring, less winter, meaning that increased numbers of people sprinkled the sidewalks and alleys. Finding his prey and accomplishing his task without potential witnesses would be harder. Like in a video game, he had advanced to the next level. A little less easy, but that was the challenge he would meet. Beating tougher odds would just make it more rewarding. He was not going to postpone the inevitable for a colder night. Now that would be torture. He walked to the neighborhood for an hour, searching out targets. On a few occasions, he found a candidate and followed her, only to be disappointed that she never offered at the right moment, the proper cover or isolation. If these women only knew what one wrong turn would have cost them. In particular, he followed a tall woman with long, straight brown hair, prominent nose and chin and western boots. He relished the thought of cutting her throat while yanking back the head, pulling on a fistful of hair like a lever to expose a stretch of soft, waiting flesh. But she wasn't headed home. She entered a noisy pub, and he was not about to wait around for anybody. After giving up on cowboy boots, he followed two Asian women, then a staggering drunk chick muttering to herself, most promising, but the optimum moment never arrived. The women entered buildings or cars or met with other people and spoiled all his fun. At 1.15 a.m., a dam broke and a stream of new hopefuls poured forth. A concert had ended at Dreadlocks, a small but packed reggae bar, and dozens of young people soaked in sweat and alcohol spilled onto the street and sidewalk. While the music inside was African reggae, the clientele leaned heavily toward white suburban chicks looking for urban adventure. They had made the trek via carpool or L train. Most of them had come into the city with friends, but some had come alone to meet friends. As the crowd diffused from a big glob into smaller groupings moving from the epicenter, he found a possibility. Someone saying goodbye to friends and then heading off solo. A very good sign indeed. She had shaggy, spiky hair, not flattering, and a nose stud, which looked like a stray booger. She looked young, barely drinking age, or perhaps equipped with a fake ID. It didn't matter to him. If she was old enough to test the dangers of the big bad city, she was old enough to become its victim. She should have been wearing a coat. Kids these days. But wore instead a college sweatshirt with a hood. University of the Damned. He wondered if she felt the crisp air running through her clothing, chilling her tummy, hardening her nipples. He smiled as she left the main road to take a narrow side street. She was heading for the L station, apparently choosing the shortest distance between two points instead of a well-lit route with regular traffic. Good choice, honey. Thank you for my gift. I think I love you. As he got closer, he could see the floral embroidered pockets on her jeans. The pockets lifted and fell in a nice rhythm with each other, like a teeter-totter. Her ass was biggish, baby fat, junk food. The hip-hugger jeans exposed her lower back almost to the butt crack. Refrigerator repairman pants, he thought to himself, 
and he chuckled. Out loud, shit. She turned. He had a split second to reach a decision, make his move or surrender the opportunity. Was it dark enough? Isolated enough? No time to think. Act. 